0: Couldn't hit my mouse fast enough. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hello. How's everybody doing? Denise, Gary. Hello there, Gene Hudson. My nose hasn't grown yet, Gene. But anyways, hello there. Welcome. Well, how you doing, Gary? Hopefully all is well. Hello there, Valerie.
1: How you doing?
0: Hey, Thomas. So what we got going on, Crypto Cowboy?
1: Good evening. Happy Monday.
0: Happy uh, we Monday. Got,
1: we have Mr. Neil from Bigfoot Talk. Uh, coming back on, we had him on before. If you guys remember, he had some really cool stories, and uh, I guess he's got some more to share for us tonight. So,
0: yeah, he was sticking my brain a minute ago. Welcome, Neil. Come on down. Nice to have you again. Thank you. How's everybody doing tonight? I, I'm getting ready to go crazy when I'm doing, <laughs> you know, ask me all those questions. I, I mean, I had to today, I had to like stop looking at footage. Because like I was saying, stuff was just not adding up. I I just don't know. So welcome, everybody. Nice to see you, Catherine and Brian. So how have you been? I've
2: been good. I've been good. Good. Um, I've got a few little stories. I was looking back at the video that we did last time, the podcast. I saw a couple of things that were missed. And uh, Brian had some questions about having negative experiences. And we have, it really wasn't that negative to me, but most people would think it was negative. And I wanted to cover some of those. Sure. Um, that's what people like is the scary stuff anyway, but um, it wasn't really that scary to me. After, it, after I saw what was going on, it made sense. So one weekend in 2021, it was in May, Um, I went to the pond just to cool off. You know, sometimes you get all stressed out. You just need to go in the woods and cool off, clear your head. It was right about dusk. And you know, when it gets dusk, all the dove, they've already roosted for the night. Right. So I'm sitting down in the pond. It's getting darker and darker. All of a sudden, I have a Jurassic Park moment. Back in the area that I talked about earlier where they've double x me to stay out of, there is a huge trail back there. All of a sudden I started hearing thumping like heavy footsteps. Now this is 60 to 70 yards away. I'm just like, what in the world, you know? I'm sitting in the side by side with tires with air and I feel like I'm feeling vibrations coming from the ground. All of a sudden I see the birds start flying out of the trees and trees moving on both sides of the trail. I'm out of I'm there. I'm like, what in the heck is coming through the woods? So I'm looking, and all the animals was just leaving before it would get there. And you sat there. I, I knew it was a big male. I knew. <laughs> but, because these trees are 40 foot tall and they're shaking on both sides. Mm. So I wanted to see what the big male looked like at a distance. It's getting darker and darker. It's getting closer and closer to where it could come towards me. And I decided, uh, I don't have a gun. I never carry a gun over there. I don't have, I've got a knife, but it's one of those little nice 10, nine piece knives. It's got the screwdrivers and all of that. That's not going to do anything to them. (laughs) I said, uh, I don't think I need to stay here. I think I need to get out, go ahead back to the house. And I did. Uh so two weeks later my wife and I always mow around the pond it grows up like crazy back there she takes a zero turn and I typically would take a weed eater and weed eat along the edge of the pond but it had grown up too high it was just too high for a weed eater so I decided I would take push lawnmower put it in the back of the side by side go over there and just run it over the edge. When they cut it out with a bulldozer, it's got steep sides, so I can just push it over the edge and cut everything. So we get there, my wife's got the zero turn. She's sitting over there waiting to make sure I can get the lawnmower started. All of a sudden I get out of the side by side and the hair stands up on my arm. I was like, babe, so this isn't good. I said, look at the hair on my arm. And she said, it's standing up. I said, yeah, that's happened one other time in my life. That's when I was surrounded by a pack of wild dogs. This is not good. 10 to 15 seconds later, it went away. I said, okay, whatever it was has passed. So I went ahead and started the lawnmower, started cutting the grass on the edge of the pond. All of a sudden, on the pond side where the barn is, is where all the high grass is for her to cut. The edge down on the other end closer to their trail is where I was having to cut because it was only right at the edge because we have the side-by-side trail goes around it and there's just a small little strip of grass. I get down there towards the end. All of a sudden, the hair stands up on my arms in the back of my neck. Now that's never happened before. I've never had the hair on the back of my neck up before. And then I like got pinged. I knew the big male was 10 to 15 yards right behind me. I knew it. Without a fact, I knew it. So in my mind, I'm going through, okay. The Indians say, don't turn around and look them in the eyes because it can do stuff to you and then every a lot of people that i know when they turn around to look at a big male bigfoot really close it screws up their head to where they don't ever want to go in the woods again because your mind can't imagine how big these creatures are so i decided i wasn't going to turn around as soon as i quit thinking that mind speed hit me In my mind, I heard a real deep, rough voice, you need to leave now. Holy cow, you know, (laughs) that wasn't me saying it. I don't have that deep of a voice. Then I start thinking, and you don't think that they're reading your mind. Even though you know that they can, you don't think it. So I'm starting to think of strategies. Okay, if I jump in the pond, Will I be able to get away on the other side? If I run up the road, will I be able to get away? No, those options wouldn't work. Then the voice came back in my mind, there's nothing you can do against me. So I just said, okay, you're right. There is nothing I can do against you. I said, but understand we are only here to cut the uh, grass from the edge of the pond and out there. We mean you and your family no harm. We're your welcome here. We're just gonna cut this and then we will be leaving. I promise. 10 to 15 seconds, the hair went down on my neck. The hair went down on my arm. I got done, we left. Now I never told my wife about that. I did not want her to be scared. Actually, I did tell her earlier this week because I knew if she listened and found out, I'd be in trouble. So I did tell her about it um, last Friday night. Smart man. Said, "Babe, I got something to tell you. I've hid something from you."
0: What? What's wrong with you? What'd she
2: say? I don't know. What'd she say? Oh, she was like, "I'm glad you didn't tell me." But a few weeks after that, we heard the whistle of the little one and she wanted to adopt it. She wanted to bring it into the house.
1: Good well, idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it did you happen. not see what they did with the baby Triceratops Rex? Or the uh-uh, T-Rex that, where the leg was broken?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. But let me tell you Man, what Neil, happened. i tell you, I tell later.
1: you, Neil, that sounded uh, like a Jedi mind trick. You will stop mowing. You will go away. You will, you cannot do anything to me.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, I promise you this. If it would have said, no, you need to leave now, there wouldn't have been a question. I wouldn't have tried to reason with them at all. I said, okay, I'm leaving. But the good thing about it is I think it helped build up the trust because I did exactly what I said I was going to do, and it allowed me to do it. Two weeks later, I found out exactly what happened. So two weeks later, there was a weekend. Our daughter and my wife was mowing out front. One of them was with a bush hog on a tractor and the other one was with a zero turn by the road. And I went and put some food out at the gifting station. And then I went down to see if they needed something to drink, a Diet Coke or anything. And they said they were good. Well, right down there near the field is what we call Paradise Island. It's where the two creeks meet and they get really tall sometimes and wash a bunch of gravel and stuff up and makes like an island. We call it Paradise Island because it's so beautiful. And we've actually seen trackways going across the rocks when the water's low. So I'm down there just chilling, relaxing. And then all of a sudden, I see this little baby footprint, two inches by four inches. And I said, that's what happened. The baby was there. I was in between it and the baby. It didn't want me down there. It wanted me to leave because the baby was down there. So then all of a sudden I heard a little tree knock in a tree across the creek, a real light tree knock. Now, We had heard tree knocks down in that area before, but we could not figure out what tree they were tree knocking in. I said, okay, so now I know what tree knock, what tree y'all are climbing up to do the knock, and I can get some hair samples off that tree. And the other tree that y'all broke a few weeks ago, one Friday morning, they broke another huge limb off a tree to get our attention. I know where I can get hair samples. Mm -mm, That was a bad move saying that. So I went and left and I went over to the pond and I saw a streak of mud going across the pond towards where that tree is. Goes from one bank to another bank, in a straight line. I'm like, okay. So one ran across here, probably going over there to where that little knock was and checking it out. I said, I probably don't need to be over here. So I'm going to just go ahead and kind of go. But I could tell I was being watched. I was not only being watched, I was being followed. I was being followed around everywhere I went. And I could feel it. And I was then, I got to the driveway going towards um, my wife and daughter. And so I tried to mind speak with it. I said I knew where it was. I could tell it was over in the woods on the right. I knew exactly where it was. So I said, "If you can, uh, if you can hear what I'm thinking, let me know. Do something to let me know that you're there. Over at the corner of the house, there's a beautiful blue hydrangea uh, flower. And about a week earlier, there was a. I found a chicken bone in the front yard. Now this chicken bone had been cut with a saw, but I picked it up out of the yard so it wouldn't hit the lawnmower. And as you go down our steps, it's got these things on each side where you can put plants or little statues. So I set the bone right up there on top of it. So I turned to look at the blue hydrangea and I said, do something to let me know that you can understand this or do something with the marbles. That bone flipped off of that thing like it was hit at the top off of that that little platform. It went into the wind, went about five foot. Then it gets even crazier. This is one of their abilities that people talk about them altering their emotions. All of a sudden in my head, Four times in a row, it said, it's only Bigfoot. You have nothing to fear. Four times. I started getting this euphoric feeling, and it got stronger and stronger. Well, I decided I'm going to go tell my wife and daughter what happened, right? I get down there, and it got so strong, I was talking to them and didn't even tell them what had happened. I totally had forgot about it. So I'm driving back up to the house, and I'm like, wait a second. It started wearing off. I said, wait a second. I drove down to tell them what happened, and I didn't even tell them. So then I went there and told them, and our daughter, she's, um watches scary movies, so she's scared. She goes up there and looks and sees where the bone is over there on the side in the flowers. And then she asked my wife, she goes, was it really there on top? She goes, yeah, it was really there on top of it. So how crazy is that? I mean, this thing not only let me know, but then it used that, altered my emotions to the point of where I was going down there and I forgot to even tell them. And I'm just glad it's not, and and believe it or not, that part kind of scares me because I've heard people, they make them get hot start taking their clothes off and doing kind of crazy stuff like that. If they could do that, then they could do something like that, but it didn't happen to me. So that's a good thing. Now I mentioned doing something with the marbles. If you remember during the first podcast, when when I was talking about the footprint down there, they put a marble in front of it. When I went down to the gifting station it had taken the marble plate that still had marbles in it. There was a slip in the four by eight plywood and it dropped the marble plate down underneath it. So the marbles were dropped underneath it to make sure that I got the message that it was them. So, talking about the marble plate. So, one night I was. You know how most guys go to the bathroom once or twice at night. Just, it happens, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I get up, and if I hear the dogs barking, I will take and open the door. Not only because our room's a little hotter, because the vents are too big, the holes, too many vents in it, but <coughs> excuse me, but I also like to open it so I can hear any house or anything going on outside. So I open the door, the dogs are barking like crazy and it's getting closer and closer and closer to the back porch. Now, also over there along the fence is where deer go, because there's a feeder up there. So in my mind, I'm going, well, they're barking because they see a deer walking up there to the feeder. All of a sudden, a rock hit the back porch, The whole back porch shook. The bathroom shook. I slammed the door closed. I'm like, uh uh-uh, you know, that's too close. And I thought then, I said, that's got to be a Bigfoot. It's gotta be. I mean, but what didn't make any sense is I did not hear a, you know, they throw rocks. I didn't hear a rock sliding or bouncing on the back porch. The next morning I go out there and I look, there's no rock on the back porch, but I can see where something hit the back porch. So I called a friend of mine, Scott Granger. Scott and Sheila Granger are good friends of mine in North Georgia. They put on the expeditions that I go up there a lot. They're retired uh, law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And again, this is early on how I'm learning about them. I talked to him and told him what happened. I said, it doesn't make sense. There was no rock on the porch. There was no bouncing. There was no sliding. It made no sense. He said, when they go hunting, typically they will carry a rock, a throwing rock, a big rock where they can hit another animal or rabbit or raccoon or something to try to hit them with it, to stun them and get them. I said, okay, so that's what it is.
1: So So do you think that was, uh, I think that's something Brian was probably bringing up. Do you feel like that was an aggressive move or do you, you didn't feel threatened by that by any chance or
2: I did not feel threatened by that. I felt like this was before we had the gifting station up. This was March, um, 18th of 2021. The gifting station didn't go up till May. So I think what happened was I'd been putting out apples when I take the trash out, but I didn't have any apples. So I didn't put anything out. I think it was letting me know I was late putting apples on the tree. So that's what I think either that, or it was just introducing itself to me one or the other. Now, my wife said, you got scared. I said, I did not get scared, but I wasn't going to leave that door open with something that close, making the whole side of the house shake. I'm not going to do it. I figured it jumped on your deck is what I thought. No, it was definitely a rock. I mean, I. I it was definitely a rock. It was not a hand or foot. It was definitely a rock because I could actually see where it kind of, um, you know, when you hit a rock on the, on the wood deck,
0: right? it
2: leaves that little indentation and kind of rubs it. It was definitely a rock, but here's the funny thing about it. March 20th, which was two days later, a Saturday, March 18th was on a Thursday and it was probably between two and three in the morning. I go down and we still have the marble plate down on the stump feeder. On the stump feeder, where the marble plate was, they let me know they did it, okay? Where it stood on our back porch, they took it on the marble plate, and Chris, I think you have a, a picture of it. They've put on the marble do, plate-
1: Do you want me to pull it up now?
2: of the house. Yeah, do the um, picture of the house where it was standing, and then the picture of the marble plate.
1: It kind of went out of order for me, but here's the house.
2: Okay, it was standing right there, and that's where the bathroom is in the house. And the door is just to the right of that little window. When I went down there on Saturday, the marble plate, the marble plate had this picture in it. Did you, uh, can you pull that uh, picture up again, the marbles?
1: I'm yeah, trying to, for some reason, I bailed out. Let me redo it. Present, share screen. All right. Now there.
2: That's where it was back. standing. Here's and the marble plate. The picture made. That's how they were communicating with us was through the marble plate, and it was letting me know that it hit the house. The only thing I can figure is that little marble in the middle is the dark area in between the two windows, but they made that on the um, pie plate on the um, plate that we have. Now, another thing that well, happened was is the, about uh, two pic- weeks well- later, they left a throwing rock on the ground next to the stump feeder. So they left a rock that looks like a throwing rock. So I picked it up and brought it, was that, here, this, um, into was the that house?
1: this rock here? No, or that's that a different. different
2: that's a different rock they gifted me. Gotcha.
1: Skipping ahead, sorry. <laughs>
2: and if I don't hear you, my phone, some reason, is really quiet. I can't hardly hear it. So, if for some reason I'm talking over you, then. Um, I apologize, because I'm trying to figure out why this phone is so quiet. No worries. Now, the next picture that um, Chris has is kind of a unique picture. Right there. Yep. Yep, that one right there. Okay, you see the log down there? Can you blow that up a little bit, Chris? you see the log right there where the moss has been rubbed off of it and you see the trash in front of it. I found that a little one had been going, the trash is right, right there. You see the the so white, that. where the right over there where the um, moss has been rubbed off of it, then the trash is to the left of it. I found I a I trail a little one had been using, To the right of that log, you can actually see a footprint where one walked, stepped over, and it would sit on that log, eat and throw its trash in the pile. Now you'll also notice that there's a huge vine right there that leads up into a huge tree. So what he's doing is he's taking some of the food, going sitting on that log with a vine that it can climb up to to get away. It was a young one, and actually, I've got another print of it where I was tracking it to that point, following the trail down there, because I kept seeing this row of trash going down into the woods, so it was sitting there, and it's, evidently, its butt is so solid, you can see one butt cheek, another butt cheek, and then there's a little ball still in between it, and I'm thinking, so this, well, that must this be trail, a female right there, because it looks you know, like a female would do it, but they must have some really hard buns to rub that stuff off like that. So
1: I think what but, he's saying is they, they walk left to right through here and then they sit they on walk this. From
2: right to left and they yeah. sit on it and eat it. The creek is down there just to the left. It was right by the creek. And then it drops the trash into that pile right in front of right in front of the log. So it was dropping the trash there, it was sitting on that log and dropping the trash there right by the creek. Cool. And it has that vine that it can go and climb up in the tree to get away. So I thought that was pretty neat. I called that one baby butt cheeks because this little baby, and see there's where I have it circled where the butt cheeks are, where the trash is. And then the one to the far right is actually where a footprint is where it was stepped, where it had stepped over the lock. And then there'll be another footprint in a minute that I attract to that point. So it was really neat that, you know, you're seeing stuff like this. Um, it's just not normal, you know? Um, but that was... I. Actually, I, I named that one Pig Pen. If I ever saw that one, that one's going to be called Pig Pen because it's a messy little thing.
1: <laughs> All right. You want to go to some more pictures or you got.
2: We can go to some more pictures. Does anybody have any questions on anything? Yeah. Just farm away, and
0: so I'll put them up on the board. Forest okay. friend
2: wants to know Did you swab for
0: D- DNA? <laughs> <laughs> You no, know, I really
2: before I moved to I didn't I really sniff those. to see what the smell was either. Somebody it, said, "Well, did you sniff to see if the smell was there?" Uh, no, uh-uh. I cannot believe somebody asked you if you sniff. I remember yeah, I really know, sniff know if stickers. I sniffed to see if it really smells bad. I, uh, I, I, no, I didn't sniff. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things in my life. There's that one print that was leading to it. There's a lot of things in my life I've done, but sniffing. That's not something that I would want to do. That's fine. Okay, so this little doggy here, we had two of them. We put one by our back porch, and my wife decided she was going to put one on the other side of the creek. So when we drove family and friends across there, they would feel welcome across the creek on a little, it had a little pad, and she said it right there. And I told her, I said, babe, you're making a mistake. You know, they feel like this is their side. They're gonna take that dog. She goes, they better not. I said, I'm telling you, they're gonna take that dog. Two weeks later, the dog is gone. Now, the side side has ruts, makes ruts, and on a pile of sand is this. Chris, can you go to the next picture? this rock was pointing towards where that dog was. If you look close at that rock, they have engraved somehow a line on it. How they did it, I have no idea, but it was pointing towards where the dog was on top of a pile of dirt pointing right at where the dog was. That was their gift back for taking the dog. Now, Grizzly, y'all can help me with this. I've still not figured out how they did it. This line was made almost straight. It's not done with a saw or anything like that. It almost looks like it was done with a flat, um, flat uh, screwdriver. But I've never seen anybody that could use a screwdriver and make a straight line like that. But it made an arrow with that rock and pointed towards it like, here's your gift for the dog.
1: Now, my you wife did not you an think idea. that was
2: funny. She did not think that was a very fair trade. But at least <laughs> they gave us something. But they they like to engrave on, stu- on rocks and do stuff with them. And that's what they did to that one to trade us for the dog. Guess what you
0: just gave me an idea of doing, Neil? You ever heard of an Apple tag? An Apple tag? Yes, where you no. can track things. You can hide that on that doggy, drill a hole out, chisel a hole, and put it inside or flush it, and you can track movement. I think I'm going to do that in the woods.
1: It's like a GPS device, you yes. know, that, that Apple makes. And they're they're, they're like,
0: inexpensive.
1: They're, they're, they're the size of a keychain, like a little... You know, They're just a little about, tiny keychain thing. Yeah, about, about a quarter.
2: Little, about size of a well, half dollar or smaller, but a little bit mm-hmm. bigger than a quarter. Yep. Well, that dog has never showed back up, but I have been thinking.
0: See when I'm talking about the tag? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I have it's, been it, thinking, it's like, though. Fi- it's like finding your iPhone. It's like that, where you can find your device. Right. And it will show up on a map. Show where
2: mm. it is to be able yes.
0: to go to. That? so I'm thinking about doing that in my woods since they took your doggie.
1: Man, they would yep. take that thing out of the dog and flip it onto the yard, and they walk off with the dog.
0: <laughs> no, I'll use <laughs> or, or they shut glue. it down somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'll use Gorilla glue or something.
1: Hey, hey, Neil, I noticed it looks like there's more than one line here. I see. Can you one line bigger- on the right?
2: There's there's one on the right side going looks up, and like one an, on the left side. It looks coming like there's down. one
1: here. Yeah, it looks like an arrow. It almost looks like there's some lines at the bottom too. At least one here, but yeah, it looks like a, a triangle almost. Yeah, it's interesting. And
2: they've made triangles before here on different things. So. That's a gift they gave us for the dog. Now, what I was gonna say is I've been thinking about, I've actually seen one, a little one up on the gifting station one day. Now I do not call it a sighting. We were about, my wife and I was going down the path. It was actually up on the shelf and it was about 40 yards away. And I told my wife, I said, there is something up there on the gifting station platform. Something slid down like a kid. You know how kids will slide down off of shelves in the play yard, playground. It slid off just like that. Went to all fours, hesitated for a second, then went around and it moved like you would picture a monkey with a corn cob up his butt around the corner into the woods where that trail is, where that one went that had the, butt cheeks on it but its arms were like further out um it was weird now i don't call it a sighting even though in my mind i've ruled out everything else if it had been a dog or a cat or something they would have leapt off and gone 100 miles an hour this thing just slid down like a little kid and went to all fours hesitated for a second and then moved off slowly so what I've been thinking is maybe getting one of those stumps with a camera in it, putting it down there so that after I put stuff out, I can see if I can catch one coming up to the gifting station. Mm -hmm. I know that they'll put me in timeout for doing it, but if I get get a good picture, I'll take (laughs) timeout for two to three weeks.
1: Get in trouble. Hey, we had a question uh, Marty asked. There's um, two I highlighted for you. Yeah, we have uh, heard other situations where people have had, you know, activity and they were finding holes dug with little sticks and with the stick quite often left in it. They don't, We don't know why, if it's for them playing around, maybe juveniles or maybe digging for bugs or something like that. Have you come across anything like that?
2: I've not come across that. The only thing I came across is when I was putting the apples on the tree, they took some broken sticks and they crossed them to make like a teepee, which made a cup on top for me to put apples on the top of them. They made two of those sticking the sticks in the ground, but they didn't dig out a hole and and put the stick in it. They stuck them in the ground two to three inches, but they did it at all different angles so that it made like a teepee cup on top for me to put apples and this is before I realized that there could read my mind I was looking around I could only put two on the tree and I was looking around and saying I wish I could find another spot to put another apple the next weekend one of them shows up on the other side of the fence so not knowing at that time they could read my mind they must have because they made it then I always thought I was playing a trick on them by putting the apple on the top. Then I go back down a few days later and there was another one at on the left. And I said, wait a second, that definitely wasn't there. Then I started researching it and realized I had stood the apple exactly where they wanted to wanted me to, but I've never seen them do a hole and just stick a stick in. it.
1: Hmm. Interesting. What was the other question grizzly? Is that when you started? There's two. Uh, Bar- Brian Barber was asking, Neil, how close was the this to the grass you were cutting where the alpha male said hello? Um,
2: he had to have been 10 to 15 yards behind me yeah. in the woods, in the woods edge, because I was in between the side side and the pond and it was on the other side of the side side So from where I was to where it was had to be 10 to 15 yards. I could just, I could, when they ping me, it's like I can tell exactly where they were, where they are. It's really weird how that happens. As a matter of fact, I've got a picture coming up later on of one that pinged me from a tree from about 150 to 200 yards couldn't even see it until I zoomed in on it and it was dead in the middle of the picture where what? I took the picture it's crazy how they do that
1: so we had another question uh Lenny was asking I wonder what state Neil lives in I believe that's Georgia and there's your there's the uh, apple tag is what they call yep. them right right so you could take an iPhone you register that to your iPhone and you can put that thing just about anywhere they're using them for uh in, in construction industry since i'm in that we put them in appliances so when thieves steal the appliances they don't know they're in there and we track them and get them caught but uh yeah i
2: need to do some more stuff some more advanced stuff to try to i kind of know where they're at i know where I kind of know where the mob stays i know where some of the baby stays and a couple of the others so I kind of already know where they stay, but I don't intrude upon it um, that area because I know what where they are. Okay, so this is down by the pond. They mark trails here anyway with bar with limbs that are really white. That tree had been snapped off. It snapped it. I never saw the top of it. Never know where it went. But they snapped it. And you see how bright colored it is? Uh-huh. Then they also took and clawed uh, in the tree back there in the back. Just to the left of it is their huge trail that goes back there that they put the one of the double X's from me, um, which it'll come up here in a minute. But you will also find later on, I've got a picture of a couple of hides across the creek and you're going to find another tree just like that snapped off, just snapped, about the same height, believe it or not. And I don't know if How the height something, but what I've found is they will mark their trails by leaning a branch up against a tree and it's usually lighter colored. And also they will take um, bark off of limbs lay it on the ground because it makes it lighter to mark their trails so that's the reason why i think they took those white pvc pipes because i think they can see those lighter colors better at night so it marks the trails better but that's one that they snapped off i think that's a territorial marker as a matter of fact i've got two more trees they've snapped off near the gifting station that are probably as big around as my fist Does they just took it and snapped it. And I'm like,
1: how, how tall is this tree that snapped about from the base to where it snapped?
2: Well, let's see, I am six four. That comes up to about right above my belly button. So I would say close to four foot. Somewhere how around four thick? foot tall.
1: What's the diameter on that?
2: Oh, it's uh, it's about that big around. If you can see how I'm making this, it's about that big around. Probably a good three and inches. They um, but it's it's crazy the the things that they do. And then if you look, the next picture has a blow up, I believe, of where they scrape the tree. I don't know how zoom in on that and look how deep that is. That is really deep how they scrape that tree. Now, it looks like some of the bark grew over top of it to try to heal it, but that's, I don't know how you would do that. You know, if you took an ax or something, but that, if you look, it's the same height as the top of that tree that's broke off. And there's nothing there's no way to hit that tree with the side side without taking out that other tree. Cause it's set back qu- kind of behind it.
1: Now playing devil's advocate when a, when a limb falls off of a tree, does it not create a, a knot like that a little bit, or this one still kind of looks fresh though. It looks pretty far down.
2: Yeah, Just... it's, It would If there was a limb there, I would have been hitting it with a side-by-side when I drove by because the trail from the side-by-side is, like we're looking at it, it's where the side-by-side would be. But the side-by-side could never hit it because if you go back to where that tree that's broken off is, you'll see that I would have to hit that tree before I would ever hit that other tree because it's in between it because – where that picture is taken i am standing on the side by side trail
1: okay makes sense it's interesting
2: and i keep trying to think what else could do it i don't know anything else that could do it so here grizzly here's the eggs that they put on the ground They put a really big X there. This trail here was made by the bulldozer driving out from making the pond. And they put this on the trail and back behind it is the X that is in the tree, but the next picture kind of zooms in on it because it's kind of unique the way they did it. They kind of constructed it so that it would stay up. If you look at this X in the tree, look at the one that's coming from the ground. They have used it to stick up somehow in between the trees to support the bottom of those limbs that they made an X out of. They've kind of intertwined it and sent that one up in there to try to hold the bottom of them to keep it in place. But that is right behind that X on the ground. And they put those there after I went into that little area. Um, I knew they didn't want me there to begin with, but I went there anyway. So they put those there to let me know they were serious about it.
1: That's cool. Interesting. And
2: them, the way they did that, I wouldn't even know how to figure out how to do that. I would have put a zip tie on it myself, but... <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. This is don't a, tell me it has peanut butter. It's a peanut butter jar. Yep. Sure, <laughs> it is. Goes. So, this was in the woods just outside the gifting station. And if you look, something stepped on it. And what something stepped on it is the shape of a little bitty footprint of a little baby. And I've got the next picture shows my foot next to it. But I thought that was so neat because it looks like a little baby went and stomped on it to try to crush it and left this little footprint impression. Now I tried to figure out, is that a deer or is that something else? But a deer's not gonna be that wide at the top. That's wider at the top than it is smashed in. So the only thing I could figure is the little one went and either stomped it or stepped on it, and it flattened it and left that little impression.
1: Looks like the bottom's been chewed out a little bit too.
2: Yeah. do We do have some squirrels that will mm-hmm. get there from time to time. They will eat the lid off, and then after they eat the lid off, they will chew a hole in the bottom to get the stuff in the bottom. So squirrels have done that before. Grizzly, what do you think about that uh, impression? Yeah, so
0: I've never seen any peanut butter jars smashed before, not by animals. They're they're
1: pretty strong. I know they are. It's not that easy to squash them.
2: That's why I think it was stomping down on it like a little kid. You know how a little kid will stomp on a tin can? It's almost like Mm -hmm. it's stomping on it. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Okay. So this
2: next picture you were going to. All right. So when the little ones were looking in the window, we had shelves over by the TV. Now, when I was a kid, I would collect um, arrowheads. I had a collection of them on the shelf by the TV. A couple of weeks later, This was laying on the rail of our back porch. So I cleaned it off. If you swish it again, you'll see it cleaned off. I took a brush to get the dirt out of it and stuff. And it looks like that. Now, what's really strange about it is I love the inclusions in it. on one side, I call it... um, et my et gift because on the other side of it it looks like a heart in the middle of it but i don't think this is an arrowhead from an indian because indians usually chip away at the edges to make it serrated to get the shape Mm -hmm. i don't really see chips at the edge of this to form it into a arrowhead but it's kind of the shape Mm -hmm. of an arrowhead so I'm it also looks, like it's, it looks like it's a it looks like it's a piece of coral. I don't know if they found it and gave it as a gift because it looks similar to what we had. I don't know, but it was left on the bat on the the railing of the back porch right where we used to walk up for us to get.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It almost looks like a scraper. Um it does yeah. look like coral. Because yeah, I find coral all the time here in Florida. Um, we'll find the coral bits and coral, even the flakes and arrowheads laying around uh, on occasion, if you're really paying attention. Um, but you're right. yeah. They use the, the coral to chip it. That almost looks like it could fit in a hand as a scraper. Uh, but that's still pretty cool. It's, it's, uh, yeah, and it, it it's really, it's
2: I think it's quartz with inclusion. See, this is a side yeah. that I really like. Right in the middle of it, it has like a heart. And I, to me, it reminds me of E.T., how his heart would glow. Um, But, yeah, I hadn't figured out if it was made by the Indians and they found it. Because I hadn't found any other Arrowheads here. But I thought it was really neat that, and I'm just guessing that they saw the Arrowheads next to the TV and found that and left that for us. Mm -hmm. I don't know that for sure. Who really knows what they think? but that is the only rock that I have that's shaped like that. That's colored like that. Again, they've given us all kind of gifts, but
1: I've got the heart just in time for Valentine's.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> but see, see right it's all these little things happen all the time. I mean, it's really, um, crazy and incredible. All the stuff that they've done with us. I mean, It goes on and on and on. Oh, all right, you're going to like this one. So in the beginning, when we made the gifting station, I had two of those big containers that I had dog food in, okay? One of them would have, when I went to Walmart one time, the one they took off the back porch was chicken. I thought to try salmon, and I tried salmon, (laughs) and they started eating the salmon. They liked it more. This is salmon flavor. So I went to Walmart. They had one bag of chicken, one bag of salmon. I put, when I went to take the trash out, I put one bag in one, one bag in another. Now, next to the barn, I have a trash can that I throw the trash in when I get done putting the food out there. Now, this one, this trash can was empty. I put the trash in it. The next morning, I went out. That is by my car. Where I step into the car, the next picture shows where I step into the car. They had pulled that out of the trash can. Set it by my door to let me know they want salmon, they don't want chicken. Cause one was chicken and one was salmon and they pulled that bag out of the trash can and put by my door. Now I went and tried to reach the chicken one in the trash can and I've got long arms. I couldn't reach it. I could not even touch the chicken one, but they reached in there, pulled that out and left that by my car and it's got a lid on it. that's closed. It couldn't have blown out. They picked it out and put it by my car to let me know they wanted salmon just things that they do to let me know what they want
1: little signs, right?
2: Yeah. That's not a little sign. That's a big sign.
1: <laughs> feed me, feed me the right stuff. It's All right. This. So
0: I, so I got to hold on. I, I got to tell yeah. my story. All right. So I was working in the civilian world and I used to make a lot of jerky. I'm talking 10, 15 pounds at a time. And, uh, I was, I ain't going to say where I was working, but I would get these kids jerky and adults. And on the way to work, uh, somebody told me about this pet store. And I bought eight pounds worth of dog treats. And uh, anyways, I left them on my desk. And everybody kept thanking me for like hours. I was like, you're welcome. I don't know what the hell they were thanking me about. And I was like, "They're, hey. they're eating I'm them. like, "I'm like, where'd you get that?" They're like, "We got no. it off your desk. It's great." I'm like, "Oh, great!" I, I didn't have the heart to tell them they were eating dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they ate the whole damn bag.
1: Were they at least bacon strips? <laughs> no, it was better than bacon strips.
0: But they had the awfulest gas the rest of the day. It was it was terrible, <laughs> and they wanted more. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, "No, you're all done." I mean, I couldn't believe it. That was like 30-something bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I couldn't believe they ate the damn things.
2: That's crazy.
0: Oh, man, yeah. And when I seen that dog bag, it was like flashbacks. You're like, (laughs) oh, yeah,
2: they got to stand in like this, like
0: that. I mean, yeah, anyways. That's funny. Yeah, it is. You got three questions on the board, too, when you're ready, Chris. Let's, I had to, get I had to the... mute myself because I was, I was dying. <laughs> I was dying when he was telling that story. I'm like, I cannot. Uh, uh, anyways, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry.
2: How long did <laughs> it take you to stop from laughing and crying at the same time? Just now about
0: 45 <laughs> seconds. I couldn't even look at the camera. I had to turn my headset off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man. Anyways. you want to bounce to the wrong. questions? let's bounce the questions before we get to the rock. We got three questions. So we got standing stones says, how big is, is that male? Did you ever see his outline or peeking out?
2: I have, I have seen the outline of a juvenile and the juvenile was seven foot and his shoulders were at least four foot wide. I've seen its shadow two or three times. Um, on the other side of the creek, sometimes when I'm putting this stuff out, I can look over there and see it. And I know the one tree he likes to hide behind, it goes up and then it whys. And his head is where that Y is. And I went over there one time because I saw, I thought I saw a a ball over there. And they take balls, anytime we have balls, they take them into the woods. So I went over there to get the ball And I stood beside it and my head came about mm, right about here to where that V started. And his whole head was above it. So I know he was about seven foot tall and I know he was about this much wider than my shoulders. So, but I've never seen the big male, but I know that that juvenile was about seven foot tall and about four foot wide.
1: All right, next question. Val says, do you get food or just objects? And I, he definitely gives food. I know that. He gives more well, food. We give them both. We
2: give them food yeah. and objects and games to play with that we try to learn from. Um, I, I welcome people to give me ideas of things to try.
0: I'm damn near, but I bought me some damn uh, rat traps, some extra large ones. That's how, I, That's how damn pissed off I am. I'm, I'm calm. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was. Still i still mad about a steam camera. Yeah, I'm mad about my cameras. <laughs> and, you know, because anyways, after I saw the raccoons and stuff, I was going to buy some rat traps and hide them. Because my cameras do audio as well. But I don't want to be in timeout because I don't know what I've got going on
1: i can see a big foot kicking in your door with a rat trap stuck to his big toe because he's pissed off know. at you <laughs> so yeah <laughs> a bad yeah. idea I have thought about though
2: <laughs> once in a while to take these uh and i'll get to it in a minute it's it's amazing something that i've noticed which i'll get to i'm all ears but
0: you, you sold me on the dog huh yes you sold me on the dog i'm gonna I buy me one of those yes no Val, I'm not doing whistles. That would literally freak me out. <laughs> me be out in the woods and hearing harmonica. Standing Stones would want me to do harmonicas for over a year now. now I do it? know they
2: love music. Uh-uh. I, I yeah. would play music on the back porch. I put a, I put some music. They really like home free. It's an a cappella band, but they make knocking sounds too. They really like that sound. As a matter of fact, one thing I'm planning on doing is putting some stumps out in the backyard. They come out there all the time. Putting the stereo out there, the um, Bluetooth stereo, and play the home free. And when the dogs start barking, then I'm going to take uh, a thermal monocular and get me a really good picture of them. Because I know they come up close. One night I was playing some songs around 2 a.m., and then I went to go to a podcast where people were talking. One of them was right by my car where the trash cans are. Bam! Hit the top of one of those trash cans and dented it in because it wanted more music. It didn't want a podcast. So needless to say, I played some more music. Wow. It was emphatic about it. But it likes the home-free music for some reason.
0: Brian, I'll be honest, I really thought I was going to find the gorilla tape wrapped around my cameras. I really did. Every time I went to a sector, I was dreading it. So, but that is, uh, now I got a I bought a speaker last year just to do what you're doing, and uh-huh. I was going to hang it from a tree and be 110, 120 yards on another side of the uh, the, the field, in another set of woods with my binoculars, night vision stuff and try to watch ticks. I just haven't got the, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm scared to go out by myself.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not afraid of them because I've kind of learned from this group that they they wouldn't be doing all this stuff with me unless there was some trust buildup. I'll just put it that way. There's trust buildup, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with me leaving food for them, but they have trust buildup in all this stuff that they do and show me it's not normal. I'm sorry. I mean, there are people that have had other cohabitation sites that the same type stuff has happened, but it's not normal for so much to happen. Yeah. Uh, I
0: got a good, I got a good distance to walk, to get to my areas. So yeah. yeah. And evidently we're dealing that. with uh, a little bit of elementals probably. I don't know. I have no idea. So but uh, but the dog you sold me on uh, the music uh, i thought about taking my crystal bowl out and playing playing that I heard a lot of people do that but I don't know if they use crystal I know they use the metal bowls singing bowls but
1: we use the Tibet bowl
0: or the Tibet bowl yeah that's what it's yeah, called
1: yeah.
2: So, have you ever heard of people talking about them singing in the woods yes mm-hmm. yes okay. The Home Free Music is an acapella group, but they also have a beatboxer that makes like a drum sound, which they can make with the trees. The reason I think they like it is because it's soothing to them and it's all stuff that they could do. So it kind of attracts them in when I play their music. It's really neat because I can hear the dog start going off about five minutes after I start playing it. You can hear the dogs start barking towards where the gifting station is and follow their bark up to the edge of the backyard to get close to hear the music.
0: Well, the first song I'm going to play, let
2: the bodies at the floor, let the bodies at the floor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. Uh, I got Indian music uh, I'm going to play. It's got a lot of flutes and drums. It's very nice and uh, balanced music. Uh, Now, ladies and gentlemen, I ain't that brave to play that kind of music. You're all crazy.
1: Tribal music (laughs) would be good. That'd be real good.
0: So, yeah. uh, But uh, I don't know because uh, I left the cameras out there October to February. No humans in sight, no hunters. So there's no activity out there since probably, gosh, I'm 49. So we're looking at uh, 30-something years plus probably. So.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Got something going on back there. We don't know what. No, we sure don't. Yeah, you've
2: got, you've got one back there. You've got one back there because that hair that you showed me, that looks like the hair I had on the camera. Oh, really? Except mine was on the side of it, and yours was at the top because you were looking at the head of it, and I was looking at the side of a leg or something because my cameras were much lower than what yours were. But yeah, no, this
0: shot, I got the shoulder part. And yeah. I was telling Chris, it looks like, uh, uh, the first shot, it looked like it come up to the camera. Right. And, it, and at first I was like, what is this? Because the camera is six foot. These cameras were six foot plus. And then it walks around the tree and I got a good shot of its shoulder. And it looks like, uh, what's that dog? I tell you, cocker spaniel hair. You know how you shave the top part and the bottom part's hairy. Right. And it's it's hairy and it's curly and in the top part. It's it's kind of like almost spike, but it's real thick hair. It's thicker than the hair we got on the first set of pictures from last year. So it's not it, it's not the same creature or animal. I have no idea what the hell it is, to be honest. And I still got more footage to go through.
1: I've been with, with a mullet. So A lot I have no of the time,
2: I've heard they like to go up and stare at the camera to try to figure well, out whatever this thing was.
0: It. it it actually walked up, then it walked around the tree because I've got yeah. four camera, three to four cameras on trees in different segments throughout the woods, right? And uh, and that's how I got the the other because the first camera took three pictures, and the second camera at two o'clock got it walking around it. And I'm like, what in the hell? And Gazette was like, how did, how did it get through there? Then I try to go backtrack. And that's how I was telling Chris and the other people. That's how I start noticing gaps on cameras. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I you know, like the neighbors. So whoever's out back behind the house, I can go all through five cameras and trail them through right. all the different times. And I should do the same thing with the herds of deer and the animals. I did the same thing. But with this thing, I couldn't. And I was like, it's this not adding up? It just didn't make sense. Right. So I don't know.
1: But, yeah. Gaps in data. That is data in <sighs> itself. I don't know. Chris, Whether that other to... picture
2: that you had, can you pull that one up of that rock?
0: That looks like this a one... sandstone rock. Yeah,
2: it does. It is a sandstone rock. Very good. That was down at the gifting station. But can you guess what time of the year it was down there? Christmas time that was laying on the platform where the food is now I don't know if they actually were trying to make a Christmas tree or if they were using it like a file to sharpen their fingernails I don't really know (laughs) but it's just weird the shape that they made it in is you know similar to a Christmas tree but Again, I don't know if they were just using it to file their fingernails or what exactly they were doing with it.
0: So I've noticed trends with sandstone rocks. Uh where where do those rocks come from in your area?
2: You know, I have not really found where they are. That's
0: um, number one. And in, in number two, here I'm gonna go with my paranormal activity in the studio. And number mm-hmm. two. Uh, I noticed trends is uh, sandstone rocks usually come in late fall. Why that is I have no idea. I don't know what that means. I don't, and, and that's why I asked you where that rock come from because usually the rock is not found in the area where it's left. Uh, why I have no idea. I'
2: from seen the sky or what just, I've never seen a cachet of sandstone rocks anywhere on the property but I have found two or three of them down by the gifting station. Um, But you're right. It's all, I never thought about it, but it is usually later in the year when i see them down there. Right. I I don't
0: understand. It's just these particular rocks. And a lot of people don't know that. And I don't usually bring that up, but only reason I have is because you have one.
2: Right. But I have no idea where they come from. I've honestly never seen, a bunch of sandstone rocks anywhere around here, but I do find two or three of them down there around the gifting station. So I don't really know what that means. Okay, so this one is, if you remember me telling you about them eating the crumbs, if you look at this container, look at the bottom of it, you'd have to zoom in on it probably, But if you look where the little lip is at the bottom, move it up some. Yeah, you see the little lip at the bottom? There are no crumbs in it. Now, if you move it over to the other corner, move it to the right. I don't know if it's your right or left. Now, if you can zoom in on that, they tilt this so all the crumbs went in the corner and you can see the fingertip prints where they licked their fingers and got the were getting the crumbs out of the corner but now the guy that made this is he's a perfectionist i can tell you that that gifting station platform is level there is no way all the crumbs are going to go to that corner unless it was picked up and tilted to that corner And I think they did it so they could get more of the crumbs on their fingers. Now, so here's a weird thing about that picture. The weird thing about that picture is I did not take that picture for that reason. I took that picture because something was going on that I'd never heard, seen, or would believe okay you know how when you go to the mall or a fast food place how there's always little wrens there's always little birds pigeons eating what people are dropping i've never seen a bird on the gifting station you know what else i've never seen ants Ants. or roaches now i can tell you there's thousands of ants around it Because before I even knew they were there, I put a block with peanut butter on the ground. And there were so many ants that I put Vaseline around the brick to stop them from getting to the peanut butter. And they made bodies and went over it to get to the peanut butter. No ants get on this gifting station. No birds get on that gifting station. No roaches get on that gifting station, the only thing I've ever seen on it is uh, I've seen a cat print, I've seen one squirrel up on it, and what really, really set me off is when I look around that gifting station, I can see ants going in an egg-shaped circle around it, They don't get on it. Now I've got dog food up there, I've got cereal up there, almost six days a week, no birds get on it, no ants get on it, no roaches get on it. How's that possible? But let me tell you one other thing. One Thanksgiving, we had a honey baked ham. We had about half of one left We had a turkey, about three quarters of one left. I set it outside, we weren't gonna eat it anymore. I was gonna put it down at the gifting station. Now it was hot those couple of days, but I went ahead, it was out for a couple of days. I went ahead and put it down there. I said, if they can eat dead animals, they can still eat this, this is gonna be okay. The next night I heard coyotes attacking a deer up by the house. And I could hear the deer bellow, so I know it took it down. So the next morning I was on the back porch and I started seeing buzzards coming. And I'm like, oh, they're going to that deer the coyotes got, but it was really windy. They picked up on the scent of that ham. They were down there. I said, okay, this could be gone. Buzzards don't stop at anything. I started to drive down there on the side by side. They had made a X-shaped circle around it, about 20 of them, and there was another 20 to 25 in the trees. They never touched the ham or the turkey. Never, never touched it. How? The peach trees, there are ant beds that are by the peach trees that are a foot, a foot and a half tall. When some of the peaches fall on the ground, I don't ever see ants go to them or go up the tree. How? I don't get it, but I did ask them because I had a guy that was doing pest control here. He saw a footprint in the yard and he asked me about it and I told him the truth. He said, you really have those here? And I said, yeah. I said, you wanna see another footprint? Oh yeah, well, I went and showed him the female's print. He never came back. So I asked them to do the same thing to our house that they do to their gifting station. I've had one roach and two stink bugs come in the house in two years and I live in the woods.
0: How? I hear that a lot when it comes to food and gifting stations and I don't, I don't understand it.
2: It's either, but you know, at first I said, well, maybe they're peeing around it, but no, I would see the footprints going around it or smell the pee. I don't. Then I started thinking it's some kind of pheromone, but if it is, I can't smell it. Um, and then I start thinking, well, maybe it's some kind of frequency they're able to put out and block them. I don't have That's equipment to think. test for it, but they somehow are able to block those animals from getting and spoiling their food. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand it, but I know it happens because I know there's ants down there. I know there's birds everywhere. Um, down there. Cause uh, Chris, when you got the one that was screaming, you heard all the birds down there, they don't get on it at all. I've never seen a bird on it. So yeah. I don't I don't understand it, but somehow I think you're right.
1: I think you're onto you- something, Neil. I think it has something to do with frequencies or the energy, just like you were talking about when you were getting pinged. You knew where they were, you could sense them. That's an energy or something that's coming at you, or frequency, and you pick up on it.
2: Maybe so many people
1: that have gotten that ping or that energy or, or zapped or whatever you want to call it, I'm sure there's something you know that's involved in that. There's got to be, got to be some kind of you know. No, it's got to it, be
2: because there's no way ants or roaches or birds aren't going to get up there to eat free food that's there all the time. No, no way. No. So that's just something weird that I've never really heard that much of. So Grizzly, you have heard that at other places? Good. Yes, I have. Good. At least I know I'm not going crazy now.
0: No, I, I hear it quite a bit.
1: Nana boss had a question for you, Neil. He said, She said, are Neil's neighbors having activity and how close is his nearest neighbor?
2: I've got problems with the neighbors. The neighbors know they're there and they hate them. They hate them. Um, I have to warn them in my head to stay away from them because they actually used to at the very beginning when I was putting apples on the tree. I would go and I wanted to let them know I put an apple on the tree. So I would make a tree knock. I took one of these really good tree knockers. You hit it. You can hear it. About the third time I did it. I heard this older guy who lives about a quarter mile away. Must've been on his back porch yelling at his wife saying, I told you they were back. I told you they were back. We got to get rid of them. I told you they were back. The next weekend, there are three houses that are probably uh, a half mile away, maybe up on the ridge on that side. The first one shot three rounds of a high powered rifle onto our property. The next one shot three rounds. The next one shot three rounds. Then there was a pause. And then that one did another three rounds. The other one did another three rounds. that one did another three rounds shooting onto the property. Um, They've also done stuff with the winds blow this way. They light big fires in their backyard like they're smoking them out.
0: No, growing up my neighbors used to do that.
2: So I don't knock anymore. As a matter of fact, the only time they really make a lot of sounds is from about 1 in the morning till 5 in the morning. They really, they used to at the beginning, before that all that crap started, they would do it sometimes at 11.30, 12.30. But now for the most part, it's after midnight when they do sounds. So, yeah, they know about them and none of them like them. And I think it's because... I think it's because they're scared of them. You know, people that are scared of things they don't know or understand. Maybe they got some goats there sometime. Maybe they got some chickens there sometime. I don't know why, but after hearing that one guy, I won't do a tree knock again at all. But well, I like do you know mentioned before, down
1: there. yeah, like you mentioned before, if you sometimes if you look back or you see one you don't want to see one again, you know, just like you mentioned earlier, you didn't turn around cause you didn't want to need it. Want to look in the eyes. Um, I don't
2: mind seeing the female or see the little ones. It's the big male. I don't want to see not up close. Now I have seen one that I think was a male, but it was 70 yards away and that's one of my four sightings. but I don't want to see a male 10 to 15 yards from me, not a big mature male. I just don't. I don't want my um, outdoors to be ruined, you know, because just think if you start looking at something 12 foot tall, five foot wide, built like the Hulk on steroids, that's going to mess with your head. There's no way it can't because your mind can't comprehend something that big. So I just don't want to see a male that close. I don't. The little ones. Yes. The moms. Yes. Juveniles. Yes. But a big one that close. No.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. I don't know if I want to stumble across a big one yet. (laughs) Six, seven, eight foot maybe at the most, but yeah. 12 foot you can forget it
0: yeah thank you kind sir it's been a pleasure always a pleasure
1: yeah we got more to go uh, we'll have to meet back up again i know you got some more pictures but i'm sure your more stuff will happen and we'll have another show down the road
2: yeah we'll have to talk about the um popsicle sticks next time
1: yes definitely definitely let us know how it goes and we'll be looking forward to it
2: all right thank you
0: all and i enjoy it well, thank Thanks, you. Neil, coast appreciate to coast, it. around the world, please. Good all. night. Take care. Bye-bye, now.